Dave and Doreen along with Marcus. This is the Morning KLH. Thank you for taking us along in your morning. We appreciate that. It's time to talk a little football with our green and gold insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN, Wisconsin. Good morning, Jason Wildey. How you doing, Jason? Is that what we do here? We talk football? Yeah. I guess Sometimes. we eventually do. We eventually do. And, you know, actually today, I want to start with a non-Packer question. As a proud UW alum, which I know you are, mm-hmm. I want to see if I can understand this correctly. Braylon Allen before he declared for the NFL draft, had to weigh his current salary, if you will, with the Badgers, with his NIL deals and endorsement deals, versus what he'll make in the NFL. Am I understanding that correctly, that he makes between 500000 and a million dollars as a Badger running back? That's what we've heard. I, there's no, you know, look, I, I, I'm not here to tell the NCAA how to do business, although I wish they would ask for my opinion. Like, what a complete wild west yeah do whatever the heck you want deal right like yeah. in in the nfl they have a salary cap they have a free agency period right and and look this is this is no longer uh amateurism right i mean and and let me be clear i don't have any problem with these guys like the ncaa and all these schools are making billions of dollars off their backs i got no problem with them making money mm-hmm. my problem is that you basically can do whatever the heck you want Right. There's no real clear cut legislation or control over anything. And so, yeah, I I don't I have no idea what he makes. um, And that's fine. But, yeah, it's pretty crazy that basically you have to consider, well, can I make more money if I stay in college? Like, what a phrase. Like the only way that was happening uh, back in our day. It's the Miami Hurricanes. The Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, exactly. So so is this sustainable in your opinion? Not the way it is. No, right. I mean, they have to figure it out. And they need to have a, like, again, I'm all for guys being able to transfer uh, to a new school. Like, you know, we've talked about this, I think, before. You know, college coaches, they can just up and leave in the middle right. of their contract. Right. And yet these the players, they don't have any, they didn't have any freedom for that for a long time. Right. I mean, I remember there was a kid who played for the Badgers for the basketball team, wanted to transfer to Iowa, and, like, Bo Ryan was able to block him from going. Like the only way he could go was if he didn't go on scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I mean, that's wrong. That is just yeah. morally wrong to me. Right. And so now it's gone from that end of the spectrum to now where guys are transferring. Like there's guys that have been to like four different schools in four years. Right. And, and, and I don't want to get preachy. I'll stop after this statement, but um, I, we've talked about this with Barry Alvarez and Greg Gard on our show and others like, the the untold part of the story are all these guys that enter the portal and then don't find a new school. Uh, th- what happens to them? Yeah. yeah, they. I guess they become regular students somewhere. Huh. Wow. Or they don't go back to school at all. Mm-hmm. So that it, it definitely needs you know somebody that actually cares about both the the sports and the kids and don't just care about money. Um, I think need to take control of this and figure out a better way to do it because right now nobody's in control. All right, so I will admit I didn't know who Ben Sims was before he got a touchdown uh, in the game. So uh, where did he come from and how important is he moving forward with the way the roster looks? Uh, he, it's a great question. Don't feel bad about that at all. Um, but he does have some of the best hair that I've seen <laughs> ever. 
Um, so he's a rookie from Baylor who actually came to Green Bay for a pre-draft visit, uh, was not drafted, signed with the Vikings uh, instead of the Packers after the draft because the Packers drafted two uh, tight ends, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tucker Kraft and Luke Musgrave. So he thought better opportunity in Minnesota. Minnesota cuts him at the end of camp, and the Packers claim him. Like, he was on his way to some meetings to join the practice squad for the Vikings, and somebody from the Vikings came up and said, hey, Ben, you can't come to this meeting. Well, why? Uh, why? Because you're a Packer now. Ooh. Uh, it's kind of like that scene in, uh, in Moneyball. You can't start uh, through yeah. the first base. For, well, why? Oh, well, I am starting him. No, he can't. He plays for Detroit now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's a great kid. Like, he's a, I really like him. Like, he, he, all three of those tight ends are all a little bit quirky. But they are they are all real all about football guys. And Ben, I was really happy for him that he had that touchdown. He's a really good kid, but uh he was he was yet another example of guys that a lot of people, not just Doreen, had not heard of that are now in roles that you have to see them contribute for a team that is on the cusp of making the postseason in a year when they've got a bunch of, you know, teeny boppers playing football for them. So as we ride this wave of momentum, uh, how does Matt LaFleur keep his players from being overconfident as we move into these final five games where none of the teams have an above 500 record? Yeah, great question, Marcus. It's, uh, it, is, it is funny how he had to go from kind of building them up when things were going poorly to now he has to make sure that they're not getting too uh, over their skis about their success. Um, he, he really is trying to keep them on that kind of lame-o, one game at a time, go 1-0 and this week kind of mentality. And it has worked for these young guys. I mean, it really has. Like, it, and, and I give him and his coaches a ton of credit because, quite frankly, I think he would admit they didn't know what the hell to do with these guys. Like, he was taking a really conservative approach on offense. Uh, there were guys making mental mistakes here, there, and everywhere. And so he, he really this was a really struggle-filled first half of the season for him. He said he did a lot of self-talk uh, to get through it. But as, as he told us after the game, as I wrote about today, that Pittsburgh game, and I told you guys, on this very program, right. I know they lost. I know there's no moral victories. But this, this just was something, this was a turning point for them, even though they lost. And he said it's ju- it was just different. It just felt different. And they haven't lost since, and they should have won that game if they don't throw picks at the end of uh, each of their last two drives. But that was a turning point. He he coached them differently. He called plays differently. Love was more decisive. They had a bunch of big plays. It wasn't just this dink and dunk at the line of scrimmage stuff. And now look at them. They're they're six and six. And now it's gone from it would be a stunning development if they made the playoffs. Now. With the games they have left the last five, it would be a disappointment if they didn't, quite right. frankly. No, you're right. All right, uh, and now your favorite topic, Joe Barry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is he doing a better job uh, with the defense as the defensive coordinator? Are the players stepping up? Is the system the same? How has the defense been able to do what they've done? Yes. Okay. Um, it's all those things, right? I mean, I, I do think he's done a better job. I do think... You know, they, they do have talent, although, you know, for a team that we were talking about how many first-round picks they have, uh, a number of them have not played. Uh, I mean, Jair Alexander's missed more games than he's played now. Uh, 
Eric Stokes has played four special team snaps all year. Um, Darnell Savage missed a chunk of games with a calf injury, and yet they found a way. Now, I, I again, I agree with Tom Brady. There's just a lot of mediocrity, mediocrity, or just bad football, uh, especially in the NFC. So I do think they've been fortunate too. I mean, but look, they're ninth in scoring, they're 18th in yards, uh, but they're really good in the red zone. So when teams get into their 20 yard line, they stiffen up and they don't allow touchdowns. I mean, that's good. That's that's the way this defense is designed, and that's the way it's operating. So they are clearly having success. Uh, for the for those that were hoping that Joe Barry would uh, not be the defensive coordinator, uh, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. So uh, get used to his corny jokes and him doing his thing where he explains obvious things uh, like he does to us on a daily basis. But other than that, yeah, they've had their look. Their defense has played well enough to win in all but one game. They weren't good enough against the Lions. They certainly gave up too many yards rushing in a couple of games this year. That is their Achilles heel. But they have played well enough to win almost every week. And that is not something we could say uh, in past years. And it was usually Aaron Rodgers and the offense overcoming the fact that the defense didn't play well enough to win. Speaking of the defense, did Brian Gunnikus send a message to that former quarterback by not signing Adrian Amos when he was released by the Jets this week for a defensive backfield that might have been able to use his help? Yeah, I, you and I still think the same way, Marcus, about veteran players. They just, I, it's, I don't think this one's got anything to do with Rodgers. I think it's, um, quite frankly, they don't want a, an old guy taking up snaps that young guys can play. Like, you know, they've got, they've got three guys they like. Um, they got Savage back. He's playing again. Uh, they really like what Jonathan Owens has done. He's played really well for them. Um, and Rudy Ford has been dealing with a myriad of injuries lately, so he he hasn't been able to play. He played last week finally, um, and they like Anthony Johnson, who was their seventh round pick out of Iowa State. So it, they just they look. Goody made this very clear in the summertime when I asked him about not bringing back Mercedes Lewis. He basically said that Mercedes is a good player and he could help us win, but I don't want him taking away snaps from the young guys at tight end. That's his philosophy, and whether we agree with it or disagree with it, it doesn't really matter. Like when Zach Ertz got released and they have injuries at tight end and they're in a playoff chase all of a sudden, I thought, now there's a guy that I would go get, mm-hmm. right, and and have him mentor these young tight ends. Still, let the, But, again, it doesn't sound like Goody even made a call on that because he doesn't want old guys taking up snaps played by young guys. Speaking of old guys, can we get Aaron Rodgers to keep Jordan Love's name out of his mouth? Like, out of his damn, damn mouth. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm torn on that one, Dave, because what he said, uh, and I actually sent him a message to this uh, effect, I totally agree with. Like, I am exhausted mm-hmm. because I feel like I have been, you know, whether it's when things are going good on Debbie Downer or I'm. Uh, when things aren't going well for Jordan, I'm, you know, Pete positivity. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just like the, the pendulum and Tausch is among the people who've done this. So, and, and he and I go back and forth on this too. Like, I just feel like the pendulum swings so much. And now Jordan's the guy He's going to be a starter for the next 10 years. He's going to be a pro bowler. They're going to sign him to a $50 million a year contract now. And, you know, look, 
I hope that's true because I really like him. Like, we have a great relationship, and I really dig the kind of guy he is. Like, he's a, a very different cat compared to his predecessor. You, wait a minute. You sound like you You sound like a hipster from the 60s. You dig that cat. Yeah. yeah I, 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 believe me, I realized that after. Man, where did that come from? I don't know. Watching Saturday Night Fever or something. Um, but but I would I would say this I, I I think we have to be I think Aaron Rodgers is right uh, not about other things he says but I think he's right about this like either either end of the spectrum which is what his point was that whether you're crowning him or you're just killing him and saying there's no way this guy's a failure he's never going to be good whatever neither one of those is healthy for the guy. And so I think, can we just let his season and the, the next couple of years play out and then decide just how star-spangled awesome he is? Like, I, I totally agreed with him. I don't, I, again, I told you guys this a bunch. I love the fact I don't have to watch that show anymore because mm-hmm. uh, he's not the huh. quarterback I cover. But when right. I see certain clips, uh, that one I agreed with. I, I really did. All right, Jason, thank you for the insight as always. We'll talk to you Monday on game day, okay? <laughs> All right, quick shameless plug, the unveiling of the newly reimagined The Nutcracker at the Milwaukee Ballet debuts. They've got a matinee that Maddie is in. But Saturday, she's in the 2.30 and 7 o'clock shows, or 2 and 7.30. I don't know. I'll be there for both. But we're, we're just so excited and super, super proud of her and thankful to Michael Pink and everybody at the Milwaukee Ballet for these great opportunities because she's She's so excited. I don't know when the last time was she actually went to school, but uh, (laughs) she's down there today, and she's very excited for the premiere. So we're really proud of her. And and if you want to go, you can uh, check out the MilwaukeeBallet.org to find out more about uh, the show and get tickets because it's pretty awesome. Cool. You should be a very proud parent. Jason, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you Monday. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wildey, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of William Tausch on ESPN Radio, and brought to you today by Mr. Holland's Home Services, call 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com.